Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be going through the ultimate wedding planning checklist and timeline as per brides.com, updated January 9th, 2021. So this uh, article basically lays out where you should be in your wedding planning from 12 months out all the way to the night before and the day of. So I'm going to go through all the different headings and kind of let you know my thoughts on what they what they at brides.com say you should be doing, let you know where I'm at in my planning according to this timeline, and probably just make you feel a lot better if you were doing things in a different order or if you are quote unquote behind as per the bride's ultimate checklist and timeline. So let's dive right in. So 12 months out, uh, bride says the first thing you need to do is determine your budget. And I actually agree with this one. I think that's a super important thing to do to sit down and figure out what your numbers are. Way too many people jump right into wedding planning, you know, trying to go look at venues. And I see them posting in these Facebook groups saying like, oh, what should I get my bridesmaids? What should I put in their proposal box? It's like, whoa, 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 slow your roll. Like sit down with your partner, <laughs> figure out how much you want to spend, have that conversation with your parents or whoever else might be contributing. I have a ton of episodes on this. So if you need any help about how to speak to your parents about money, uh, what you need to do as soon as you get engaged, go check those out. But I do agree. Determine your budget definitely should be something you do. Uh, early days, the 12 month out mark is a great time. The next thing brides.com tells you to do at 12 months out is to make a guest list. Again, I agree with this. I think this is a very good call. Um, there are so many issues with guest counts, um, parents who want to squeeze in a few extras, um, you know, your aunt who decides her three children and their spouses and their kids all get to be her plus 
17, you know, you want 20 people, your partner wants 200. So starting that guest list uh, super early, very important. And it also really tells you what kind of wedding you're going to have, right? Like if you need to have 200 people, that's going to be a lot more expensive than 20 people. And that'll determine what kind of venue you go to and things like that. So good call brides. That's a good one to do 12 months out. Next, they have hire a wedding planner. I think if you are going to get a wedding planner and a full service wedding planner, it definitely makes sense to hire them early in your wedding planning process. If you were planning to get <laughs> planning to get a planner, um, it doesn't really make sense to wait to hire them closer to when uh, a lot of the help that they can give you, like you've already taken care of it. On the other hand, if you're going to get a coordinator, like a day of or a month of coordinator, who's more just helping you run the big day, as opposed to helping you actually do the planning, that's probably something you don't need to worry about at the 12 month out mark. Next, Brides tells you to decide formality and overall theme. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. I think I think it's important to decide sort of your like overall vibe, like what you kind of want the day to feel like, what's most important to you. I think the word theme here is a little bit dangerous. <laughs> There's a lot of couples who think having a theme and having, you know, set colors is super, super important. And like, oh my God, I said it was going to be a burnt orange and sage green boho, rustic, chic, glam. And it's like, none of those words mean anything. They mean different things to different people. No one's going to care if you pick an invitation in sage green and your napkins are, I don't know, eucalyptus green or something like that. Like, it does not matter. Please do not get your heart super, super set on a theme or freak out and figure and feel like you have to have a theme. Um, I've said this before, the theme for my wedding is get married. That's it. That is the theme. Um, but I do agree that you do want to have those conversations about kind of like, what is the vibe? Do we want it to be formal? Is it a dance party? Is it just dinner? Is it, you know, um, cake and tea or something like that? So I think those are some important conversations to have with your partner. Next, this is still in the 12 month out category. Brides wants you to select the venue. Now I have to say there's a two more things on this um, 12 months out. If this is really where you have started with your wedding planning, I think this is a lot to do in that first month. So just to go through the list, at 12 months out, they want you to determine your budget, make a guest list, hire a wedding planner, decide the formality and theme, select the venue and select the caterer. That's a lot to do in a month. <laughs> um, so if you have the time, I would argue that the very first conversations you have with your partner about budget, about guest list, about that sort of formality theme, the things that are important to you, the priorities, I think that should be your first month, whatever month that happens to be. And you're having those conversations, just the two of you deciding on your numbers um, in terms of finances and guests, and also deciding on the theme, the formality, you know, what's important to you, your priorities for the day. Again, I say theme very loosely. Then I think the next month, um, whether that is 12 months out or whatever it is for you, then I think you can get into those big ones of hiring the wedding planner, selecting the venue and selecting the caterer. I know the venue, definitely very important. Um, the venue very much determines when you're getting married. Uh, you know, you might have an idea like, oh, we'd love to get married next summer or, you know, September is a super special month for us, but you can't really go and pick a date without having a venue in place because if they're not available, you don't have that date. <laughs> so definitely go into venue shopping with a very open mind. And of course, uh, if you don't have a venue, you don't have a date, you really can't book anything else. Nobody is going to want to commit to being your photographer or your florist or your DJ if you don't have a date and a venue for them. So I understand venue definitely should be something you take care of earlier. Uh, caterer, I guess so. Um, for my own wedding, we are 
you know, it's going to be 20, 25 guests. We're serving like pizza and sushi from our favorite restaurants. So in terms of select the caterer, it was literally like try out a few of my favorite sushi places on Uber Eats and decide which one I liked best. <laughs> so this is something we definitely did not worry about uh, at the 12 month mark. But I, if you are having, you know, a larger party, um, maybe that is something you want to start thinking about 12 months out. I don't think you need to absolutely nail your caterer at that point, especially if you are not, you know, dead set on one caterer. I think it is totally okay to leave this um, for a little later in your wedding planning process, there are, will always be options. There will be caterers, there will be pizza trucks, there will be tacos, there will be restaurants. There's always going to be someone who would be happy to feed your guests. So I would not stress about having the caterer locked in at the 12 month mark. However, all that being said, I'm not a wedding planner. I am just a fellow person planning a wedding and I'm having a very small wedding. So there could be some caterers listening saying like, oh my God, you have to book me at 12 months. What are you talking about? So um, defer to the experts. But again, I don't think it's something you need to super, super stress about. All right, moving into 11 months out. So at 11 months out, Brides tells you to choose a color theme and start thinking of overall design. Um, yeah, I'm going to say no. <laughs> I don't think you need to have a color theme. Uh, it might help you to have some colors you like, but honestly, I would not stress about this. You do not need to make a little palette. You do not need to scroll through Pinterest for hours. Of course, eventually you will have to pick a color for, you know, if you're having um, a wedding party, if you want them in the same color uh, outfits, you'll have to pick a color for that. You'll have to pick a color for, I don't know, tablecloths, napkins, your flowers. Um, but they can honestly all just be colors you like that happen to go together. You don't have to have a strict color theme. Your overall design, eh, I mean, if this means just get some inspiration and like feel good about scrolling through Pinterest, feel like that's productive, then sure. But I don't think you need to be married, pun intended, to any ideas and really be um, committing yourself to a very strict set of colors and a design. Just, you know, no need to fall into that. No need to have like a few words that encapsulate your entire vision. Just forget about that. Bookmark a few things you like, but don't, don't really, you know, commit to anything at this point. Uh, another one that for 11 months out is to hire vendors who book up quickly, including your photographer, band, DJ, and videographer. I totally see where they're coming, um, especially with people like the photographer. We've heard photographers are booking up like two years in advance now, but all of these are vendors that can only do one wedding at a time. So your photographer, your videographer, a band or a DJ, they can only be in one place at one time. Whereas a, um, you know, a cake baker can bake 10 cakes, uh, all for, you know, a Saturday wedding or something like that. Or a florist can do the flowers for like three or four weddings a day. Whereas these other people, they can only do that one wedding at that time. So I totally understand you want to book these vendors first. Um, again, if you are closer than 11 months to your wedding, you don't have your photographer or your videographer or your band or your DJ, do not worry. <laughs> yes, you might have fewer to choose from, but trust me, there are so, 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 so many photographers, videographers, DJs, bands out there. There will definitely be somebody who is so happy to, you know, entertain you or capture your big day. Um, so don't panic. However, if you have your heart set on, you know, a very specific photographer or band or DJ or videographer, then yes, you want to get to them as soon as possible, because of course, they can only do one wedding at a time. But again, if you are closer than 11 months, and you haven't done this, I've seen so many people post in those Facebook groups, I talk about these Facebook groups all the time. Sorry, if that's annoying. Um, I see so many people post in those groups, especially the ones that are location specific. And they'll say, Hey, I need a photographer for whatever, two months from now, or they'll say, Oh my gosh, my photographer just fell through who's available next weekend. And they get like, 
50, 100 comments of people who are available. So do not stress. You will be able to find somebody. But again, if you have your heart set on someone, then you want to start shopping sooner. So just two things for the 11th months out. The color theme and overall design, which I don't really agree with. And then the hiring vendors who book up quickly, which I do think is a good idea uh, to start at least doing that research, if not booking. Okay, 10 months out, start shopping for your wedding dress. So this one, I've actually heard conflicting advice. I think it really depends on the type of wedding dress you're going for. And again, um, this is very heteronormative and assuming that you are wearing a wedding dress, wedding outfit, whatever it is. Generally speaking, um, suits, if you're planning to wear a suit, do not have to be purchased as early as a wedding dress. There's just not as much time that goes into the whole process. But if you are wearing a dress 10 months out, um, I think that is a good amount of time. I have heard some horror stories, though, especially through the pandemic, of people who went to look for their dress like a year or more out and were told that just because of, you know, pandemic delays or they weren't even told there just were a ton of pandemic delays. They ended up like not getting their dress until like right before the wedding or something like that. So um, if this is something you're super excited about and you want to get looking, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to go before 10 months. Um you know, I think you could go a year ahead of time. I wouldn't go much further than that. I've seen a lot, again, in these Facebook groups, a lot of people posting saying, oh, I bought this dress in 2019 and oh, I don't like it anymore. It's not my style. So do try to be, I would say, at least in the same, you know, 12 months of, be within 12 months of your wedding, I would say, when you want to start looking for your dress. And that gives you tons of time to go to a few different stores um, if you need to order something in. And you want to make sure when you get it, you've got lots of time for alterations and any other changes you need to make. Uh, that being said, I went to go look for my dress um, probably uh, like about 12 months before um, my wedding. And this was when I thought I was going to be getting married in April. So I thought I was only at, oh, this is going to be hard math six, eight months, six to eight months before my wedding. Um, but it turns out uh, we're getting married in September. So I was about a year out. Um, and I thought I needed to go right away because I had heard it just takes so long to order in dresses and get them altered and all that. But it turns out the first store I went to, I think probably the fifth or sixth dress I tried on, uh, I loved and I was able to buy one of the models off the floor and I got a really good discount on that. So I actually left that day with the dress in my hand. I recently brought it into a tailor and they even told me like, hey, you're a bit early. There's no need to be here, but sure, we'll go ahead and take it from you now because all they're gonna do is a simple hemming and I'm not planning on getting any taller or shorter before September. So that was really easy to do. So it can be super simple. You might actually be able to uh, do this very quickly and not need that whole 12 month um, timeline. But if you think you're going to be getting, you know, doing the whole say yes to the dress Kleinfeld's experience, then sure, you might want to start looking uh, ahead of time. The next thing they want you to do at 10 months out is to book a hotel room block for your guests. Um, sure. Yeah, I guess if your venue is um, confirmed and you know you're going to have a lot of guests coming from out of town, it doesn't hurt to block off those dates now, especially if uh, you live in a really popular city or if there's some sort of event going on in your city that same weekend that can really hurt hotel room blocks. Um, I don't know a ton about hotel room blocks. I know there are different types. There are some where um, you were basically just reserving the room, your guests are going to get a bit of a discount. But if they don't book by a certain day, the hotel is allowed to release the rooms. 
And there's others where the couple actually prepays for the rooms. So I would suggest not doing that route um, unless you are very comfortable uh, giving the hotel money ahead of time and very sure that your guests are going to book there. Um, but if you are not, just go for the ones where you don't have to put any money down. Because I think that's a little bit risky, especially uh, in these COVID times. You know, we never know what's going to happen and your guests might surprise you. They might uh, decide not to stay overnight. They might decide just to drive in. They might all stay at Airbnbs or they might all crash at your Uncle Lou's house or something. You don't know. So try not to put money down. Um, but yeah, go ahead and, and call for a hotel room block. I don't think that's um, something you have to have to do at 10 months out, but, but why not? The next thing on your 10 month out timeline, according to brides.com is create your wedding website. Um, I think I could do an entire episode. I might, I might do an entire episode about the wedding website. Uh, again, because we're just having 2025 20, guests, I'm not actually going to make one. Um, and I will say, do not stress about these wedding websites. As you probably know by now, you can make a free one on like the knot or wedding wire or Zola or any of those other companies. It can connect with your registry. Um, and they're super handy in terms of you can collect RSVPs, through your wedding website, you can have like push notifications or emails go out to remind people about any of your wedding details or give them any updates if things change. But please do not spend a ton of time writing out like beautiful prose describing each one of your wedding party members and looking for exactly the right wording to tell people you want money instead of gifts. I guarantee you most people will not read your wedding website. They will forget about it. I was in weddings where I completely forgot about the wedding website. You will still get a ton of people messaging you asking questions about where this thing is, how long this is going to take, where do I park, where do I sleep, and all of the answers are probably on your website. Um, so the nice thing you can do is just, you know, copy paste that wedding website URL back to people who ask you questions, but it's not going to save you. Like most people will ask you the question first before they think to go to your wedding website. So just a heads up, but yes, go ahead and create it. Um, I think you definitely want to create it before you start sending out any information about your wedding, like save the dates or invites. You want to have that wedding website ready to go. So sure, go ahead and create it at the 10 month out mark. I think it's a good idea. Also at 10 months out, they tell you to take engagement photos. Um, again, I think this is optional. It's really nice if you want to sort of get to know your photographer better, especially if they're going to be spending, you know, like eight to 10 hours with you on your wedding day. It's a great way to get more comfortable in front of the camera, especially if you and your partner haven't done a ton of photos together. Um, and it's nice just to have like another set of really beautiful formal photos uh, that isn't you in your wedding outfit. So for example, if your wedding is going to be at like a vineyard, this would be a really cool way to go take photos like in a forest or at the beach or in, I don't know, the middle of the downtown of your city. So it's kind of cool to get like a different look, different outfits. Um, you learn a lot, like how you should pose, or maybe you get some photos back from your photographer and say, hey, actually, you know, we hate photos um, where I'm standing behind her or something like that, whatever. Um, you can just learn a lot. I think it's a really good idea. I'm personally not doing it just because our wedding, again, is a little bit smaller. Our photographer on the day is only going to be with us for like an hour and a half. Um, so we don't really need uh, an engagement session as well because we're just not really investing that much time or money in the photos. I also know the photographer, so I know we're going to get along great. And my partner and I did uh, some fancy photos, a little photo shoot while we were living abroad uh, two years ago now. So we kind of have those like nice fancy photos of us and didn't really feel the need to take uh, special engagement photos. But if this is something you want to do, again, I think 10 months out is a great way to or a great time to do it. You want to do it ahead of um, creating that website and sending out any saved dates because usually people use their engagement photos on those things. So 
I'm not seeing save the dates yet in this section, but if you are planning to send out your save the dates before 10 months out and you do want to have your engagement photos as part of those save the dates, then of course, you're probably going to want to take your engagement photos before 10 months. <laughs> Last thing on the 10 month out uh, checklist here from brides is start looking at invitations. Um, this seems a little premature to me, I think, unless, you know, the invitations and the paper and the stationery is like a really super important part of your wedding. If you're not going to be sending them anytime soon, I don't know that you need to look at the invitations um, super far in advance. I think just it's one of those things like analysis paralysis, you'll have way too many options. And I actually accidentally made this mistake myself, I started looking at different invitation um, designs and templates like months and months before we were going to send them and it ended up just spending way too much time like critiquing and changing and editing and tweaking and changing the size and changing the colors and slightly darkening or brightening and it just was way more time on invitations than I needed to spend. So I would say no need to start looking at invites until you are getting closer to sending them out. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As usual, I have rambled longer than I meant to, so I'm probably going to split this one into two episodes, uh, just so you don't have to listen to me talk about timelines and checklists for like an hour. <laughs> um, but moving on, we now are in the nine months out. So nine months out, the first thing brides wants you to do is buy your wedding dress. Um, that makes sense. If you started looking at the 10 month out mark, give yourself a month of shopping, and then you buy it at nine months, sounds good. Um, again, as I said, there are some delays to do with COVID and now with just the number of weddings that are happening in 2022. Um, so if this is something that's super important to you and you're a bit stressed about it and you think you're going to have, you know, a big um, thing where you got to go to lots of stores or maybe you're going to go for a designer dress and you've heard it takes a while to get dresses in, go ahead and start shopping a bit sooner. If nine months out feels like a little too um, short amount of time, go ahead and order that dress at like 10 or 11 or 12 months, but I wouldn't go any earlier than that. At nine months out, Brides also wants you to send save the dates. So this is a little bit controversial. I've done an episode on whether you actually need save the dates or not. And um, I'm kind of on the mind of you don't need save the dates unless it's a destination wedding, it's happening on a holiday weekend, or 
you're getting married in the next like year or two. And this is a new caveat that I'm adding. There are so, 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 so many weddings happening in the end of 2021 into 2022 and now even into 2023. And that's just because so many people had to postpone from 2020. Um, and then we've got all the new people who got engaged in 2020 or 2021 and all the new people who are going to get engaged still in the next year and a half and all the people who eloped but want to have these big parties. So there are just so many parties and I'm sure you can look at your own social calendar and see this like as people are coming out of lockdown, there are so many different um, parties, not even weddings, just, you know, birthday parties, engagements, whatever that people are planning. So a lot of people's calendars are filling up really quickly. So I do think this is actually a good time to send save the dates just to make sure that you can um, get onto people's calendars. You don't have to make a big thing of it. It doesn't have to be very expensive. My partner and I sent like postcard sized save the dates. I think we spent like $11 printing them. Um, you can do it through Vistaprint. I, th I believe in the past I've done Christmas cards through Vistaprint that I also printed as postcards and I got like 50 for 10 bucks. Um, it's very cheap. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. You could also do like an email, save the date, paperless post or design your own on Canva. You could do it by text really if you want to. You just want to make sure people know. Um, in terms of when to send them, I think nine months out is probably okay if it's like fairly close wedding, whereas, you know, people don't have to make a ton of travel arrangements. I think if this is something where people have to, you know, get a passport and book a flight and book a hotel and figure out, um, I don't know, vaccines or, or quarantining or anything like that, then definitely you're going to want to give them more notice. I think if it's an international destination, like a year's notice is great. You can send save the dates at the one year mark. And you will have to remind people they're probably not going to uh, remember your date a year in advance. I think nine months out is good if it's, um, you know, a holiday weekend or like a little bit, uh, maybe it's a domestic wedding, but some people will still have to fly or drive or get a hotel or something like that. Um, I would say you want to send save the dates at the latest six months out, I think anything later than that, you might as well just send the invite. Um, you don't really need to send anything extra. And again, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be an email. It can be a you know a really nice text if you're fine with that. It can be a postcard. It doesn't have to be a fancy card with envelopes and inserts and all of that. And again, with save the dates, you only want to send these to your like A list people. Do not send it to your entire guest list if you're planning to do an A list and a B list. And I believe I've talked about this in a past episode, but that basically means your A list is you know, if anyone on the A-list declines, then you get to invite the B-list because you don't have enough space for everyone or enough money for everyone. So make sure you're only sending those save the dates to your A-list. It would be very awkward to send a save the date to a B-list person and then not end up inviting them once you've already told them <laughs> that you are, <laughs> that you want them to save the date. So nine months out, all you have to do is buy your wedding dress and send the save the dates. That sounds pretty easy. Um, not, not too much going on there. Eight months out, register for gifts. Um, yeah, okay, I guess. <laughs> I think if you're getting people who are asking you about, you know, where you're registered or things like that, I don't know too many wedding guests who are buying gifts eight months in advance. Um, so I don't think this is something you really need to do early. However, if it's something you can do early and you want to just sort of get it done or you're really excited to go out and register, and by go out, it might just mean like open up your internet browser. You don't really have to go to the store anymore. Um, go for it. Again, there are lots of different types of things that you can register for. It doesn't have to be physical gifts. I think I've done a whole episode on gifts. Yes, I believe I did. All about wedding gifts. So you can definitely register 
um, for, you know, things for your honeymoon or for your house or just like uh, basically a cash fund, but you give it a cuter name so people don't feel bad about giving you money. Um, lots of different options. My partner and I, were not going to do a registry again because we just have like 20, 25 guests. And we are telling people that, you know, if they want to give us a small token to sort of celebrate our marriage, we would love a contribution towards our honeymoon. And that's it. That's what we're leaving it as. Um, we are not expecting gifts. We are not expecting money. It's going to be a pretty small casual wedding. Um, but if anyone wants to give us a little something, that would be very, very generous and kind and lovely of them. Uh, hopefully it's not a big physical gift like many people we've lived together for a few years we live in a small space so we don't really need like pots and pans and blenders and towels but if you are someone who is all about that then go for it start registering go wild <laughs> it can be a lot of fun the next thing brides wants you to do at eight months out is select the bridesmaids dresses and schedule fittings within the month um this can be a big one i think bridesmaids dresses so again we are not having a wedding party because our wedding is so small and honestly i highly recommend it there's no drama there's nothing to coordinate or pay for no toes to step on no like figuring out where people stand and what people wear and should they get matching shoes and what about their hair and their ties and their yeah, nothing. We don't have to worry about any of that. It's great. Um, eight months out sounds like a good amount of time. I think it really depends on your group. If you have a wedding party that's like spread out across the country or across the world, and it's going to be a lot of work to coordinate getting people uh, together, you know your friends best. Is it going to be like pulling teeth to get them to order their outfits, to get them all together to try things on? Um, there's lots of ways. There's lots of companies that do like at-home try-ons. You can get people to all order in the same color, pick the style you like best, but uh, give yourself lots of time. I know a lot of people stress about, um, oh, you know, my maid of honor, she still hasn't ordered her dress and we're like five months out and the place is, you know, delayed or it's on back stock or whatever. So definitely give yourself lots of time. Um, there's, I don't think there's any harm in starting this sooner if you are 100% sure on who's going to be in your wedding party. Uh, the only issue would be if your wedding party, you know, orders a dress and your wedding's not for 12 months and they change size. That can be uncomfortable and expensive if they have to go and get their dresses altered or if they have to order new ones. So be cognizant of that. Um, maybe you just decide on the dresses and the styles, but you don't order until this uh, seven, eighth month out mark, like Brides tells you. <laughs> the other thing Brides wants you to do at eight months out is meet with potential florists. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know if this needs to be like a whole thing where meeting with the florists is a separate uh, line item from actually booking the florist. I think you could probably do both of those at the same time. But again, I'm having very, very minimal. I wasn't planning to have any flowers at all at my wedding, but uh, my mother-in-law really wanted to buy me a bouquet. So I found a florist where they just do like a bride's bouquet and a groom's boutonniere. It's like a little baby package. You just order it online. You tell them what you want. You send them some photos and they're going to like deliver it on the day. So that's all I'm doing. Super easy. <laughs> was like a quick little uh, Google search, some Instagram stocking, and I had that ready to go. I did not need to meet with potential florists. But again, if you're doing something a little bit bigger, um, like installations, or you're going to have, you know, if florists come in and really just decorate the whole space, the ceremony, the reception, you're doing centerpieces and little things on the aisles and an arch and all of that stuff, then sure, maybe you do want to meet with some florists. Um, again, I think a lot of this can be done online, you know, go through their websites, read their reviews, look at their Instagram photos. If you like the look of things, if they sound like they'd be a good fit, then you're probably good to go. Um, and eight months out sounds reasonable. Uh, I think, again, this is something you could do closer to. And if flowers are not a big deal for you, then it's really not something you need to put a ton of time into, would be my opinion. <laughs> All right, let's finish out this episode with the seven months 
out checklist. So the first thing brides wants you to do at seven months out from your wedding is book the rehearsal dinner venue. Um, again, this also seems a little bit premature to me. I feel like there's other things you would want to do for your wedding um, that seem a bit more important. Seven months out to book the rehearsal dinner venue. I guess it depends on what your rehearsal dinner is turning into. Uh, I've heard a lot of weddings where the rehearsal dinner basically is just like a mini wedding. Um, you know, whoever's planning it really, it becomes this big, huge thing. And typically, traditionally, the groom's family plans and pays for the rehearsal dinner. But of course, everyone's doing their own thing these days. So that might not be the case uh, with you. Um, in my opinion, I think the rehearsal dinner does not need to be this big, lavish, formal event. You already are throwing a big, lavish, formal event the next day. It's the wedding. Uh, so the rehearsal dinner does not need to be a mini wedding. It does not need to cost you uh, an arm and a leg. You do not have to invite everyone to it. In my opinion, the only people that really need to be there are the wedding party and maybe your parents if they are contributing to the wedding. And basically, it's like a quick sort of thank you so much. So glad, you know, you guys are sorry, you all are part of our wedding. Um, it's a thank you for attending the rehearsal that you would do before the dinner. And that is super important. You want to make sure everyone is comfortable with their roles uh, during the ceremony. They know where they're going. They know what they're doing. They've asked all their questions. And it's a good way to sort of just like tee up um, the plans for the next day. Any loose ends are tied. Everyone knows where they're going, where they're meeting, what they need to bring. It's a good way to, or it's a good time to give your uh, gifts. If you're giving any gifts to your wedding party, this is a nice time to give them. However, I will say just a little caveat on that. If you're giving your wedding party a gift at the rehearsal dinner that you want them to wear on the wedding day, I know a lot of people will give like jewelry or watches or something like that. Uh, you might want to actually hold on to it until the wedding day because I've been in two weddings and both times this happened. Gifts were given at the rehearsal dinner and it was like, oh, please wear this uh, necklace the next day. Please wear these socks. And two people forgot they left those. <laughs> they left those gifts like in a car or at a different place at home, wherever it is. So if you have any gifts like that, I would actually save them for the wedding day just to ensure everyone actually gets to wear them. Um, so yeah, booking the rehearsal dinner venue, I don't think this needs to be something that's done seven months ahead of time, um, especially if it is just you, your wedding party, your parents. That sounds like, I don't know, 25 people, maybe tops, like that could just be booking out like the private room at a restaurant. It could even just be like pizza and beer in your own backyard. So I wouldn't go absolutely wild on on having this, you know, planned and booked and everything at seven months. However, if you have a very eager uh, parent-in-law or parent, this is a great task to give to them. You can say, hey, I want you to take care of the rehearsal dinner. Like you pick the venue, you pick um, the food, you plan it, all you go for it, run wild, you know, let them really have that and take charge and they can deal with that, take that off your plate, uh, especially if you don't really care <laughs> where it happens, uh, let them let them go for it. And I do suggest booking at a restaurant if you can. Um, you don't really want to have to book like a whole separate venue and find catering and worry about all that. Just, you know, leave it at a restaurant or better yet, your basement, your backyard, order some pizzas, get some beer, make it super casual. That is totally, totally fine. The next thing Brides wants you to do at seven months out is hire the ceremony musicians. Um, again, this seems like a little presumptuous. Uh, we are not having any ceremony music because, again, very small wedding, 20, 25 people. It's going to be a short little 15-minute ceremony. It's going to be on a rooftop. So I didn't want to have to worry about speakers and anything like that. I think most people do just either a DJ for the ceremony um, or they just have like a playlist and they have a cousin at the back who's pressing play on it. If you are going that route, make sure you're 
your cousin uh, knows exactly what you want. They know when the songs should be played, what songs should be played. They understand how all the equipment works. They have a chance to try it out. So bring them to that wedding rehearsal. Let them, you know, practice. Uh, if you want them to do like a fade in or a fade out or anything like that, just make sure they have it all together. I've heard a lot of stories of, oh my gosh, my cousin who is running the, um, laptop at the back like totally forgot to play my song they just kept the regular ceremony music playing instead of my special song for walking down the aisle or oh they didn't fade out they just abruptly stopped the song it made me cringe or oh they couldn't figure out how to get the speakers working you know things like that so if you're not hiring a professional dj make sure your cousin or whoever <laughs> knows how to work all the equipment knows what you want and if you're not hiring a dj or your cousin because you're hiring actual musicians um that's super cool that's uh that's a fancy touch if you're going to have, you know, some violinists or an acoustic guitar or a harpist or something like that. Um, sure, go ahead and hire them at seven months out. I don't really know uh, the deal with ceremony musicians, how busy they get. I imagine like regular bands, they can only kind of do like one wedding a day or, you know, maybe two if the weddings are at very different times. So if you do have your heart set on someone specific or there's just not that many uh, three-piece bands in your, <laughs> in your city, then sure, get looking on this right away. But know that most... I would say most people do some version of just like a recorded song, either played by a DJ or by a, a friendly cousin or a person who works at the venue. And that is totally fine. The next thing Brides wants you to do at seven months out is order rental items such, such as specialty chairs, linens, draping, lounge furniture, white dance floor, etc. Um, yeah, you know what? I kind of agree with this one. <laughs> we, again, did not think that we would need any items like this, but we did end up ordering some chairs for the ceremony and a few extra chairs um, that we're just going to have in our space during the dinner uh, reception. And we ordered a couple different decorative items, which again, I didn't think we were going to do. Um, I think it does help to do these to do this a little bit earlier in your planning. That seven month mark is a good idea. I think you have an idea of what you need at your venue. Um, an idea of your style and what's going to look good. I would say try not to order more than you need. You can always add on items, but just go for the, um, you know, the absolute essentials. If you need chairs or tables or whatever it is, um, that's something your venue should have let you know right away. And that's something that you should be ordering. I would say, you know, with chairs and tables, those really essential items, you would order those even before um, the seven month mark. And then in terms of specialty items, like if you're going to do a little lounge setup, or you're going to drape some curtains, or you're going to put up some, I don't know, vases or something like that, that can probably be closer to and more just like optional. Hey, we have a little extra money. Um, you know, we want to get this look, I wouldn't put a ton of time or money into this early in your wedding planning when there are so many other big things still to come. Um, but that's just me. If that decor and that lounge look is super important to you, then yeah, go ahead and order those earlier. Um, and it, it will be a matter of, you know, if you're renting them, of course, they can only be in one place at a time. So if you your heart set on this one rental place, and they have that one couch that you love, you do want to snag it before it's gone. The last thing Brides wants you to do at seven months out is hire an officiant. Um, again, this will really depend on the type of wedding you're going to have. If you are hiring um, like more of a religious officiant. If you're getting married in a religious space, maybe this is something like you don't even have to worry about. Like, let's say you're getting married at a church. Um, I'm pretty sure the pastor, priest, father, reverend, whoever is included. <laughs> you probably don't have to go out of your way to find that person. Uh, you may have to pay them. So you'll probably want to look into that. But if you are looking for like a professional officiant, sure, that seven months is a great time to look into that. Or if you're getting somebody like a government 
um, you know, commissioner or justice of the peace or whatever, another good option to look into. It's also a good time to look into if you live in a place where like a friend or a family member can get ordained online, or if you're able to, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like where you self-solemnize, I believe, um, where you can sort of like marry yourselves. You don't need an officiant. Uh, again, good time to look into that and just um, nail that person down. I do think if you waited till sooner than seven months, like if it was closer to your wedding than that, and you didn't have an officiant, that's fine. I think you will find somebody. And like worst case scenario, you sign the paperwork at city hall or the courthouse, and then you just have a friend like, you know, fake it on the day of, but I don't think it'll come to that. But if this person is important to you, if like having a custom ceremony is important to you, if you want someone to like write a personalized script for you, help you through your vows and things like that, then for sure, definitely look for an officiant around that seven month mark. I think that's a really good time to try to find somebody for your wedding. Okay, so that was months 12 through 7. And I think I'm going to pause it here because again, this episode is running super long. So I will do months 6 through till the day of your wedding in next week's uh, podcast. But I hope this was helpful kind of running through this list. Again, this is a brides.com checklist. So you can, of course, head to their website and read this for yourself. But I think it's really helpful to get a bit of an outsider's perspective on things like, yeah, you probably don't need to firm up your colors at 11 months. Or um, actually, you might want to send your save the dates a bit sooner. And also, I hope it makes you feel better to know where I'm at with some of these things. Uh, I am currently at, according to my little um, (laughs) countdown on my laptop 88 days out from my wedding it'll be uh even fewer by the time you listen to this as I'm recording it a few days ahead of time so I am you know well well past the seventh month out mark and there are still things on this list that I have not done and I still plan to get married and have an amazing wedding so do not panic if you are behind or if there's things on this list like renting a white dance floor or draping that you have never even thought about this is one list from one website um, and that's why I'm sort of giving you my take on it so you can not feel so alone with your wedding planning. So wherever you are on the checklist in your timeline, I hope you are enjoying it. <laughs> hope you're finding some support out there and I wish you all the best. Happy wedding planning. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.